What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I'll be hosting today's episode, and I'm joined today by Zach Cortier. Zach is the manager of Bark River CrossFit located inside B Fitness. He is also a competitive CrossFit athlete that has been doing CrossFit since he was 13 years old. We drive into a lot of the myths surrounding CrossFit, why people get involved with CrossFit, how CrossFit builds such a strong culture, and then tips around his own training, his own fitness goals, and we even dive into one of the best mullets that I've ever seen in person. So this is a great episode. Zach's a super good guy, really knowledgeable about training on all different levels, both as a coach and an athlete, and I think you're going to learn a lot about this. Whether you're interested in CrossFit or just a fitness athlete that's pursuing a fitness or wellness-related goal, this is a great episode, and you're going to take a lot of uh, little nuggets away from this. What's up, everyone? Michael Falk with the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. I am joined today by Zach Cortier of Bark River CrossFit inside of B Fitness in Delafield. So, uh, really excited to talk to Zach about some fitness stuff and CrossFit specifically today. Um, and we're even going to get into some hairstyles at the end of it. So, this is going to be a really good episode. So, Zach, I always like to start with a little bit of background. How did you get into CrossFit? Um, first, thanks for having me. Um, I got into CrossFit uh, basically my freshman year of high school, so 23 years old now. I started when I was 13. I've been doing this a little over 10 years now. Um, I basically started because I went up to the weight room because my older brother, big football player, wanted me to start lifting weights. I was just this little toothpick, (laughs) didn't do any sort of physical fitness at all. Um, And basically once I went up there, there was a guy up there doing CrossFit, which I didn't know was CrossFit at the time, and uh, I didn't want to do what my brother was doing, just like, I didn't want to follow him around the weight room or anything like that, um, so I basically asked the guy, I'm like, hey, what are you doing, can I hop in on whatever workout you're doing, like, it looks fun, like, he was doing a bunch of different things, like, barbell stuff, body weight stuff, and uh, that's basically how I started CrossFit, I did my first CrossFit workout without even knowing it, and then I'm like, like oh like can I do you come up here like all the time like like to work out with you more and um, turns out yeah he was doing CrossFit I started working out with him a ton he eventually started coaching at the CrossFit gym in my hometown so I followed him there and then I've just been going there ever since until I moved here so I've been doing CrossFit ever since my freshman year that's awesome really really cool how's the transition been like from just being a you know CrossFit athlete just working out to then becoming a coach and now manager of a natural CrossFit box? Uh, It's been very fun, but also (laughs) it can be stressful at times. Yeah. Um, I first started CrossFit just to work out. That's it. I had no intention of like competing or anything. I didn't know you could. And then I found out you could compete. And so I started doing that. Um, And then I got to... My senior year in high school, didn't know what I wanted to do after school, um, so I basically went to the owner of the box that I was going to and I asked him, like, hey, can I start coaching if I get my level one, which you need your level one certification to start coaching CrossFit. So I went and got that, started coaching, and um, basically kind of fell in love with how I could make people's day. like. It was, it's crazy because people come to CrossFit to get away from like 
work or whatever they got going on in their life. They got they just want to get their hour of workout in and that's it. And uh, I didn't know like I would find joy in that until I actually started doing it. Um, so it's been like fun. It's changed my life completely. Like I didn't know I would coach ever. Like I thought I would always just be like an athlete and try to do that. But the coaching side has been a lot more fun than I ever anticipated. So once I started coaching, opportunity presented itself um, when we moved over to B Fitness um, for the management role. Apply for it, got it. And the rest is that. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, trial trial by fire in terms of uh, moving in and starting yeah. to manage people and, <laughs> and all that stuff. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think that's something that obviously our professions are. You know, there's a lot of overlap. They're very different too, but. Um, that's the one thing that you can't replicate. There's nothing like replicating the relationships that you get to build and like seeing, you know, both of us get to see people accomplish their goals. And, right. You know, for you, it's more fitness stuff. For us, it's like getting people back to their sport or to their <laughs> fitness. Um, and you just can't, you just can't replace like that connection and then that joy of helping somebody on that journey. Yeah. And it even like goes further outside the gym. Like what we do coaching and training and stuff inside the gym is great. And it, and CrossFit, we basically tell you, like, it prepares you for everyday life. Like, if you're squatting, like, that's helping you when you get older and you're not moving as well. Like, how are you going to get up off the toilet? How are you going to get up off the couch? Like, those sort of things. And then just hearing stories of people, like, going on hikes and this and that. And they're like, wow, like, when I did this months ago, like, I couldn't make it this far. I was winded by this point of the trail or whatever. And then now they're coming back and they're saying, like, this stuff works like this stuff is crazy I've never been able to do this I've never been able to do that and that's like what makes me really enjoy my job yeah no that's awesome man I think it's just so powerful to get to yeah help build better humans that are gonna that are gonna uh, be more successful and live longer be harder to kill you know all all those things so you're kind of getting into it a little bit with some of the benefits but like I mean with any workout people can join a gym, go do personal trainer. They could go to do, um, you know, whatever F45 orange theory. There's all these different things now, but I think CrossFit has really been so successful. And what do you see as the draw for people that like come in and want to, to join a CrossFit box and, and go down the CrossFit path of their fitness journey? I think the big thing is once they <clears throat> decide to try it and they actually come into a class, and they see how community-based it is and how everybody's just getting along, everyone's cheering each other on, like the whole group is basically cheering on whoever's finishing last. It's not like they're just like, oh, I beat you or anything like that. Like everyone's very close. Um, And really like the draw to CrossFit compared to other things, and I guess I can't really speak to other things because I haven't tried them myself. So um, it's not talking bad about anything, but CrossFit is constantly varied, so it's always different. You're always going to get a different style of workout, um, and I think that draws people too because it's always different. It's always fun. Yeah. Um, it's just different styles. You never know what you're going to do the next day. Yeah, you don't get just stuck in a rut. Yeah, you never do like uh, Monday's chest day, Tuesday's leg day, or anything like that. It's just always different. Some days you're working your full body. Some days it's more upper body based. Some days it's lower body based. It's just always varied so yeah no i think that's awesome and then um you kind of set this up perfectly because the thing that stands out to me about crossfit is that culture that you've 
talks about probably more so than anywhere else. I mean, you don't go to the gym, you go to your box. You don't, you know, just do a workout. You have a wad, right? Yeah. They like there's this own its own culture um, lingo, and people get almost like indoctrinated into this probably better than any other fitness thing. And I I do absolutely think it's such a draw. So what have you seen that CrossFit's done so well to like help build that culture surrounding their workouts? Um, I think just, like I said, it's kind of, it's just varied. So people just, they never are doing the same thing. And that's what keeps it fun for people. Like I never want to go into the gym and just know like, all right, Monday, like I'm just doing this. Um, or Tuesday, same thing. Like I'm, uh, this is my routine. It's never routine based as far as that kind of thing. So I think just like having it mixed up all the time just keeps people on their toes almost. And, uh, they're always excited to come back. Like, Oh, I wonder what we're going to do tomorrow. I wonder what class is going to be. Um, I wonder what they're going to have us do like that type of thing. Um, while they're doing it, you notice like people are coming up through the lobby. They're like, Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) It's terrible in a good way. They're saying um and like people are like man like your members come back the next day and like it's terrible like when you're doing it like yeah it's a hard workout but like yeah like you it's this feeling afterwards when you're done with it like it's hard to describe but yeah yeah, it keeps me like coming back I want more like that's a great feeling like I feel amazing after that so I think just the way people feel is what keeps them coming back yeah well then I think it's probably the idea that like misery loves company like you know as you're as you're like suffering together down the basement then kind of probably builds like that teamwork culture environment that people support each other and stuff i don't think anyone wants to go do like a hard crappy workout by themselves like the fact that you have like it's almost like they're we have this huge accountability group like we have our 5 p.m class we have our 5 30 a.m class and they're both different atmospheres in their own ways just based on the time of day, like, coming from work, going to work, that kind of thing, but, like, it's still the same, where, like, they keep coming back because, like, they're, like, all right, well, if I'm going to do it, I know that so-and-so is doing it, too, so, like, it just, everybody helps everybody. Yeah, no, that's awesome. All right, let's start diving into, we like to tackle myths on this podcast in general, is honestly one of the major reasons my wife and I started this a couple of years ago, in addition to getting to talk to people, there's just so much bad advice on the internet now surrounding yeah. everything fitness and uh rehab based and things like that so i think Chris, crossfit has a lot of myths that i want to um kind of talk to about and try to dispel some of those to people so i think there's a section of the population that would listen to this cross uh, listen to this podcast and say like i couldn't do quote-unquote crossfit because maybe they can't do a pull-up or they've never been under a barbell or they don't know how to Olympic lift. And so they, they like self-select out of that because they're like, Oh, I can't do that. Um, how would you respond to somebody like that? Um, totally. Like CrossFit can be intimidating because you see the stuff on ESPN, you see the top 1% doing those crazy things like gymnastics, weightlifting, heavy lifting, stuff like that. Um, but what you don't see is an everyday CrossFit box. And like, it almost looks chaotic when you go down there. It's not, it looks like it though, because us coaches provide different modifications for every movement. So if we have so-and-so who has a hurt knee, can't squat below parallel, we put a box under their aura, 
medicine ball under their butt and say, hey, squat to this target. Or if they got, if they can't do a pull-up, which is totally fine, you don't need to be able to do a pull-up to start CrossFit. We have bandit pull-ups, we have jumping pull-ups, we have ring rows, we have tons of different modifications that you can do um, to still get the same stimulus as we prescribe for the workout. Um, so it's when you go and look at a CrossFit class, it looks like a lot of people are doing different things and you may not know what's going on watching, but when you're in the class, the coach is guiding you on what to do, what different things you can do to still get the same out of the workout. So I think it's just totally like, it's, it's cool that they're showing the sport and everything on ESPN that it's like aired and that kind of thing, but it's not what CrossFit is like. The sport of CrossFit is totally different than just CrossFit every day, like training at a box. Yeah. So those two things t- entirely different. Um, there's people that are just getting their hour of fitness in for class, and then there's people that are trying to compete at a high level and make money doing it. Right. So two completely different things. Um, I would just encourage everybody to come try a class. Don't go based on what you read on the internet or see on TV or anything like that because two totally different things. Yeah. No, I think that's really good advice. I've never thought about it in that way. It's, that'd be like somebody watching the PGA tour on, on CBS and then being like, Oh, I, I can't go play golf because I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with those guys. Yeah, totally. You know, and then just deciding like, Oh, I'm not going to golf. So I've never, I've never actually thought about it that way, but that's a really interesting perspective of like the competition side versus just the yeah. everyday regular workouts. Yeah. And that's like the unfortunate part. I mean, they're obviously not going to air across a class on TV <laughs> or anything, but that's more of what the cross population does. Yes. They do classes, they come to their gym every day and they participate in that. But what you do see is those top athletes yeah. that look crazy strong. And you're wondering like, how the heck can they do all this stuff? How can they lift this heavy? How can they, walk on their hands over objects and stuff like that that's just not really what CrossFit's all about yeah that's a that's a really good point that you saying that makes me think of this is something that um our therapist Brett has been saying for years that he thinks the Olympics would be so much more fun to watch on TV and probably CrossFit or a lot of other sports if you just had like a regular person that like randomly got got drawn to like like how fast was that 400 meter dash? Like here's just like the average, yeah, totally. <laughs> average like Olympic age male. It's like running, you know, just 10, 15, 20 seconds behind everybody else. I think that would be uh, that'd be funny for the CrossFit games yeah. to like have the elite and then like here's just the guy <laughs> from the local CrossFit box just like doing his best, but just to yeah. give you a perspective of how good those guys are. They do at some competitions. Um, there's some bigger like CrossFit um, sanctioned uh, competitions and they'll do like an open registration and it's it's more so for the community to see like like yeah the difference like there's those top level athletes and then there's people that just want to work out in front of a crowd yeah but they're just your everyday people at the box so that's awesome yeah there are some where they do that um they'll never I don't know if they'll ever do that on the main stage though <laughs> but uh yeah that would be pretty funny yeah absolutely all right the probably the second most or it's right up there with the the major myth that we get is that crossfit causes injuries um so you're both a coach and then you're also an athlete that competes and trains what has been your experience surrounding injuries in crossfit yeah i never really understood that one um 
I heard that when I first started too. That's what people told me. They're like, oh, you're doing CrossFit now? Like, aren't you going to get hurt? Like, I heard that all the time in school and whatever. And I really like listened to it. I'm like, oh no, I have a coach. Like, my coach is there guiding me on what to do. If I can't do something, he tells me to do this. And I think it just comes down to the coaches. Yeah. If uh, you have bad coaches, that could cause injury. If they're not paying attention, they don't care how much weight you're loading on the bar, if you're not moving well. Um, I really think the responsibility is on them that can cause injury. I don't, there are some athletes that are, they could totally just disregard what the coach is saying, but and that's also like, all right, some people just need to put their ego aside and <laughs> they, they can't do what they once could in high school. Um, and that could totally cause injury too. Yeah. But really what we do is functional movements and we focus on moving well first before we worry about weight or going upside down or anything like that. Like we're just making sure you're moving well and safely before we do any of the like main lifts or yeah. main gymnastic stuff or anything like that. So I think, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to answer that one because I've never experienced yeah. knock on wood. I've never been injured doing CrossFit in 10 years of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've really never coached anybody who's had a major injury where it knocked them out for years or anything like that. Yeah. So no, I know it's one that like, I don't like you can get injured doing anything yeah. in a gym. Um, and you get, if you run on a treadmill too much, you can have injuries. If you use, you know, if you don't follow an intelligently progressed lifting program, like, yeah, you can theoretically open yourself to injuries, but like, what's the, the flip side is you sit at home and then you get yeah. like diabetes and heart disease because you're not exercising. Totally, and like, yeah. I just, I, I think that we have like in the country as a whole, we have a, we have a problem with not enough people move and do exercise in general. Absolutely. Like we don't need to be putting up more barriers by being like, Oh, you like that, but that, that might hurt you. So you shouldn't like, if you like CrossFit, you love the culture, you need the accountability to like, go do that and it fits in your schedule and you love the atmosphere like awesome go do it i promise it's better than sitting at home and doing nothing yeah yeah and i think uh like too with some injuries that i've had people come up to me with it was never from inside the gym yeah it was stuff they did outside the gym maybe being like i don't know just dumb or something happened as an accident like but never in the gym if i experienced someone having an injury yeah no i mean it's just like I run a run like a business that's dependent on people getting hurt. And I can tell you that people get hurt playing soccer and basketball and running and lifting weights with their personal trainer and doing CrossFit and running on the treadmills at Orange Theory. And like people just get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a thing that happens, but it's it's doesn't we don't need to demonize one section of a fitness population and be like, yeah. oh that causes it. It's just not it's not true, right? I think that it used to always be like in youth athletes, that was a big myth. Like, oh, if you start lifting weights too early, you're going to stunt their growth and you're going to And knock on wood. I think we're finally mostly moving past that. Yeah. I feel like CrossFit is the next one that like eventually people are going to stop like beating on with this yeah. and like letting it go. And it's just a different way to do fitness for people. Yeah. And to, I feel like, going back a little bit with like what you see on ESPN, I feel like they either show the ESPN stuff or they show like CrossFit fails. <laughs> like you see the very few CrossFit few fails and yeah. that's what 
airs all over the internet yeah. and that's all you see yeah the internet's undefeated with the yeah, memes totally. like, <laughs> <laughs> and some of them are funny and some of them are also like yeah i look at that i'm like man like where was the coach on that one yeah why why was so and so doing that and i don't know there's just some i don't know yeah yeah there's just some you know, <laughs> you don't want to talk. You know, I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but you're like, there's just some people that are not super bright and yeah, yeah. <laughs> like make bad choices and bad things happen. But yeah, no, it's funny that you mentioned like the the fails. That was always when I was I was on the sidelines as a when I was an intern for the Packers during those training camps and then the two seasons I was there, and I just. It's always a goal every game to not like do something dumb on the sideline. <laughs> that like you ended up. It was right around the time that ESPN started started doing the not top ten. Yeah. And every now and then you'd have like a staff member from somewhere that would end up there. I was just like, don't get taken out by a player. Yeah. Don't like slip and fall. <laughs> don't you know? Just nothing stupid that ends up on the not top not top ten. Oh my gosh. All right, I want to shift gears a little bit into your own training. So. Seen on Instagram, um, we're a couple floors above you, but we can hear the weights hitting the basement. We all figure that that Zach's probably down there lifting. So um, you can definitely throw some weight around in the gym. Um, what are what have been some of your like personal best or fitness highlights, training highlights, and what's what's your current training goal? What are you working towards? Yeah. Um, so my lifts, um, I have a couple good lifts uh like my deadlift i can deadlift 550 pounds um i can back squat 425 pounds uh front squats 365 pounds and then the two olympic lifts um the snatch that's 265 clean and jerk is 335 um so those are kind of just like my main lifts that we kind of like record in crossfit as like benchmark lifts um to kind of train off of percentage wise and all that stuff um I've also done some competitions around the country, um, and I've been to Miami, Minnesota, Texas. Um, I was supposed to go to Brazil and Canada during the 2020 for some CrossFit events, and those got that canceled like yeah. instantly. So that was a bummer because it would have been cool to travel a little bit. Um, but my goal right now, I have a couple competitions coming up. I'm going to Miami uh, for Wadapalooza in January. And then hopefully I'll be going to Austin, Texas again for the fittest experience. Um, those are the two competitions that I'm kind of training for right now. Um, but always the goal has been for me is to make it to the CrossFit Games. Uh, like I said, I started this when I was a teen. Um, so I was actually in the teenage division when I first found out you could compete. Um, they kind of announced that in the middle of when we did the CrossFit Open one year and I was like oh man like sweet like I actually have a legit shot at this and um, it was my last year in the division I think it went from 16 to 17 year olds and I was 17 at the time um, and they took the top 20 for the games and I took 26th so I was 6 spots out from one of the CrossFit games which was a bummer but it's kind of like been that fuel that I've kind of needed uh, yeah. ever since. Like, I was that close. Like, I think I can do it. And then um, just the competitions I've been to with the elite guys, I know I can compete with them. It's just really just doing it now. Like, yeah. I've been I've been competing against them for a while now, so now I just need to get to that next level, that next step. So um, training for quarterfinals in March, that's kind of like the – big stage of where I need to get to for semifinals and then the games. That's awesome. 
Very cool. What's uh what's just some of the your experience been like as a competitor at some of the competitions? Uh I mean really competing is kind of where I thrive. Like on they do online qualifiers and online competitions to qualify for these events and I think literally every single qualifier I've done, I've been the last guy to get in. So if they take the top thirty, I've been thirtieth. They take top sixty, I've been sixtieth. And then every time I've competed, I've taken top 10, top five. So it's more of I just thrive at competitions and I like going head to head with people in person. I'm just way better as a competitor like that. Um, So I always look forward to competitions. It's just getting there is the hard part for me. (laughs) So um, working on some little things in training to make it happen so it's not the hard part <laughs> yeah that's funny it's it's hilarious with how many high performers we talk about that have that same experience with uh, the professional pitchers that we work with or the professional long drive guys they will be like throwing a bullpen inside in february and velocity is not where they want it to be and they're panicking and panicking and then they'll go down to spring training actually get outside get cleats on have a live hitter in the box and all of a sudden like everything's back where it needs to be everything's sharper and then they get in the game and it takes that like next step that just i think people that are really good at this like they use that environment yeah totally and like just also like i i think about it in a way like all right i traveled all the way here like (laughs) i'm not traveling all the way here to get last (laughs) i'm like i'm gonna make this trip worth it like for my family for my girlfriend for everybody that's with me my coaches like i just want to make it worth it for them too so like i just have everybody kind of in mind um that i do it for and that's kind of what fuels me as well that's awesome very cool what's something that just i mean i think what's cool about you is not only do you coach but you also really train and like kind of walk the walk too what's something that you've like learned or changed your mind about like in your own training and and coaching like over the past year just something that you've developed and and uh tweaked up with what you're doing uh so like in training like as a coach um we're always preaching like hey like if you can't do this weight that's totally fine like modify we have a goal stimulus we have a goal time that we're trying to hit or certain amount of rounds we're trying to do and it's one of these movements whether it's a weight a weighted movement or it's a gymnastic movement a higher skill movement a body weight movement whatever it is like make sure you modify and scale that and I've taken that into my own training as well where some days I'm not feeling like I just don't want to train like I do not want to do this weight or move this fast or whatever it is like everyone has those days and I have become like okay with scaling and modifying certain things so like just listening to my body like we tell our members to listen to their bodies like something's bothering you swap out a movement or do this instead so just doing that myself when I always thought like oh those elite athletes that are at the CrossFit Games they're not doing this which come to find out they are like they're listening to their bodies they're they're scaling weights or doing like that anything like that to hit the stimulus for that workout or that training session so just being okay with doing that when i thought it was never okay um is kind of what i've taken from coaching to yeah. the athlete side that's awesome i mean that's a really i mean back to our one of our earlier discussions in the podcast with injuries like just doing that is how you it's how you stay healthy and yeah i mean as you know like you've been doing this since you're 13 
um, you know, this is, that's how you make sustained success. You don't go from a zero pound deadlift to a 550 pound deadlift in a year. Yeah. It's 10 years. It's totally, you know, and people don't get it. Like sometimes when they don't listen to their body, they push through something, then they have the injury then that's time out of training. When you start adding up like the weeks that you're sick, you get hurt, you're having to modify or decrease loads. Like, over the course of years, I mean, that stacks up to months and months and months that your competitors are training that you're out of the gym and not yeah. not getting better. Yeah. I mean, if you guys could see what I looked like at 13 compared to the weights and stuff I'm moving now, I would have never guessed that I could, like, my body was capable of doing this or, like, I, I don't know. It's just been crazy to me. Like, could barely bench the barbell when I first started. I don't even think I could. Um and, and now, like, it's just crazy to me. Like, if you just stay with it and stay consistent, like, you're going to see progress. And that's what it's all about. And I also think that's the main reason why people come to CrossFit is because we do certain benchmarks and certain testings throughout the year. And people can look back and see their progress and how their bodies changed or how much stronger they've gotten or how much weight they've lost and all that stuff. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Like really, really good lesson, whether you're CrossFit or obviously any other type of fitness or, or athlete training, whatever the case may be, like that advice is, is solid for anyone to take. Yeah. All right. So as impressive as the weight that you can move is, the mullet game is equally as impressive. So um, we're going to make sure that we have a good picture of Zach on, on the podcast. Uh, so how did the mullet start? And then... I know you were recently in a mullet competition. How did we fare in that? Uh, so when I started CrossFit, I had like long hair. I had longer hair all throughout high school and I was just growing it out. Um, and eventually it got super long. Like it was to the middle of my back and I was just throwing it up in a bun and I was, yeah, I was rocking a man bun. Um, and <laughs> so, then, <yeah>. so <laughs> that was the style back then. <laughs> yeah. um, and then basically... I was getting annoyed during certain movements like uh, like jumping rope, handstand push-ups, uh, muscle-ups, stuff like that, where my bun would just constantly fall out and I'd get a bunch of hair in my face and that kind of thing. So I didn't want to totally get rid of long hair. So <laughs> uh, I'm a big Morgan Wallen fan too. Yeah. All I listen to is country music. So I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a mullet. And yeah. Kenzie was not super pleased right away. She's like, no, you're not. And then I came home with a mullet and it's stuck ever since I've had it for four years now. Nice. <laughs> it's just, I've just been rocking it. Um, cause then I get the best of both worlds. Hair doesn't get in my face and I can still have long hair to yeah. shake around. <laughs> Let it blow in the breeze when I'm running and biking and stuff. That's awesome. How, uh, how did it, you had that, uh, mullet competition. How did you, how'd you do? Yeah. Uh, so the USA mullet championships, um, I saw basically two Wisconsin kids. There was a kids division and a teenage division and those kids, uh, from Wisconsin won. And I'm like, all right, like, is there a men's division? So I went <laughs> on the website and I looked and sure enough, in like a week you had to register. I'm like, all right, perfect. I get a haircut in like two days. I'll have her shape it up. I'll send in my photos you had to send in a front a side and a back photo of your hair and um yeah so basically there's certain rounds it went from the top 500 that they chose 
And then if you got a certain amount of likes on Facebook, it went to the top 100. I made it to the top 100, but I blame it on I'm barely on Facebook and barely have any friends on yeah. Facebook. So uh, I didn't make it to the top 25. There were some people with like thousands of likes, and I yeah. think I had like 400 something. <laughs> so next year, we're already we're already training for next year. Yeah. Um, we gotta so, get, we gotta get the mullet to have the same competitive drive that you yeah. do in the competition. <laughs> we need it to elevate its game. I also blame it on USA Mullet Championship. Whoever runs that, um, they use like everyone else's side pictures to show their mullets, and they use my front picture, and that totally didn't do it justice. Yeah. And everyone's coming up to me like, "Why didn't you use a side picture?" I'm like, "Well, I sent it in. They just didn't post it." So <laughs> that kind of made me angry, but it's all good. Okay. <laughs> we have a we have a year another chip on the shoulder yeah. just like barely missing out on the teenage uh, crossfit games now we've got this and next year we'll get the full weight of the kinetic social media following behind the mullet on uh on facebook and instagram we're gonna make this happen yeah totally i was super bummed too because i saw like the kids um they were throwing out like the first pitch at the Brewers game and stuff. They get to do all these fun things and they're like famous now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just missed that opportunity. So okay. next, yeah, next next year, year big year, <laughs> win the mullet competition and get to the CrossFit games. We can we can feel it coming. Oh, so, yeah. all right, and then we're gonna wrap this up. I think you did this again this morning. Do you have a high level Instagram story <laughs> game? I personally love it. It's one of my favorite things to click on. Um, so you really call people out for not picking up after each other or after themselves, not putting weights away, putting things in the wrong spot in the gym. So what is your biggest gym pet peeve? Oh, yeah. Uh, just people who don't clean up after themselves. That's my biggest pet peeve because um, I don't know if it was how, one, I was raised by my parents, how they always told me they're not cleaning up after me. So I put my toys away and that kind of thing. And also, I see it at other CrossFit boxes, how clean and organized it is, and I want the same. I want our gym to look nice. We have nice equipment. We should treat it nice. And, um, yeah, I'm not your guys' parents. I'm actually a lot younger than a bunch of you, so I shouldn't have to clean up after a bunch of you. Um, so, yeah, it's just my it's my little hobby. It's If I see something, I take a picture, and I call people out on it. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think... Uh... I don't know, I think it was maybe Eric Cressy or something like that that was like, had a tweet sometime back years ago. It was like, I worry for the next generation that like can't put weights back in the right spot. Like they just put the two and a half pound plates where the tens go and the, yeah. like that drives me. I mean, not picking up in general, but for some reason, like having weights in the wrong spot, I'm like, this isn't that hard. It's like labeled. Yeah. Just put it like the ones that look like it. Like, what are we doing? And we got colored plates down there too. Like, we got colored kettlebells. Like you can look at the colors and know the color. The same color goes next to one, right? Like yeah, that's the mind blowing thing for me. Is yeah, it's like they either got colors or they got numbers, and it's smallest to biggest. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not rocket science. We're gonna keep it pretty not. basic. Yeah, so watch out. Be warned. Put your weights away. Yeah, if Zach's not around, and or if Zach's around, and you don't put your stuff away, he's coming for your head on Instagram. So <laughs> it's. Fair game that's out there. Don't be surprised when it happens. So I really appreciate the time. This is a great conversation. I've honestly been looking forward to doing this for a while. And I think people are going to learn a lot about CrossFit. I think we tackled some myths. Um, and anyone that's training for any type of goal, I think, can listen to Zach's story on listening to your body, the importance of consistency, kind of having a, a goal and, and drive to train for something and sticking with it. So a lot of great stuff in this one.
Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, if anyone's ever interested in trying out a class, you can head to barkrivercrossfit.com or uh, bfitness.com. You can shoot them an email, shoot myself an email, find out more info, and we get you set up with a class or an intro, a one-on-one session, whatever makes you feel comfortable. We just want you to come in and try a class. Yeah, awesome. And we'll get... Uh Get the um, IG handle and then all the website info in the show notes. So if you guys are listening to this in the car, no need to have an accident, pull out a pencil. <laughs> uh, just click on the link in the show notes after after this, and uh, we'll hopefully look forward to seeing more people downstairs in the basement working out with Zach. Thank you very much. I appreciate all right. it. Thank you for the time. We'll see everyone on the next episode. Hey, Dr. Michael here. I want to say a sincere thank you for taking the time to listen to that episode. I hope you got a lot out of it. Dr. Brett, Lauren, and I are all extremely passionate about this podcast and trying to use it to help share high-quality, factual information and debunk some of the common myths and misconceptions that we see around athletic performance and rehabilitation. If you have a minute, we would sincerely appreciate you taking the time to leave a rating and review on iTunes or sharing this podcast with a teammate, coach, or colleague who you think may benefit. We want as many people to be able to hear and listen to this information as possible. Lastly, if you are on social media, head over to our page at MKE Sports Podcast or at Kinetic underscore SMP to follow us so that you get all the latest information. We love to engage, so leave a comment on this podcast. Tell us what you learned or feel free to ask us a question. We sincerely appreciate all of the support and we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode.